Welcome to the Tim Castle Live Show, where we meet courageous people doing inspirational things around the world. On today's episode, I have Evan Carmichael. Now, this is an episode that I am so excited for. I'm so stoked to have Evan on the show and I feel very, very lucky to to have time with him because he's a very, very busy man after creating Built to Serve, the book that has taken the world by storm. And I really recommend it for if you're someone that's struggling to find your purpose and become the leader you were born to be, that's the tagline of the book. I really think it's something that you should you should pick up. It's it's almost like a formula for how you would find your purpose and then put it into action and actually go into it fully and make that a business that, that thrives. The conversation that we have is insane. I love it. I love Evan's enthusiasm, his honesty, his vulnerability, the way that he shares, the way that he breaks things down and, and shows you just how you can create an awesome life that really comes from within. And he is so open and honest and the authenticity that he brings. It's just phenomenal and it's great, great stuff to have a conversation with Mr. Evan Carmichael. We have a very similar philosophy. His is hashtag believe. And as you know, mine is believe it is possible and it just goes on and it is amazing. I am absolutely pumped. So let's get into it. Hey, there we go. Hey. How are you doing, Tim? I am doing very, very well. I'm so happy, right. happy, so happy to to have you on the show. This is awesome. Cool, man. Well, I'm I'm ready when you are. Let's go. Yeah, good, good, good. I know your time is is very valuable. So let's get into it. Um, so Evan Carmichael, welcome to the show. For those of you who don't know, and I'll do an introduction later. But for those of you who don't know, Evan has two million followers on YouTube and three hundred million views, and his purpose is to help entrepreneurs. And he's written this awesome book. As well as hey, hey look at that built to serve, and I absolutely love it. Something I want to jump right into is the idea that if you're not happy, you're not serving. Would you be able to talk a little bit more around that and, and how that links to finding your purpose? Yeah, well, first off, thanks for having me, Tim. Um, awesome to be here. Glad we can make this work for you and your audience. Uh, I think if you woke up every day and you felt like what you do doesn't matter to anybody. If you woke up every day and felt like it doesn't matter if I show up, if I don't show up, if I do this, it, it, it doesn't mean anything to anybody. I think actually that's most of the world. I think that's a, a huge problem. I think that and then that cycle leads to depression, like depressed people. You wake up and feel like today doesn't matter. We crave, we yearn for feeling like we're doing something meaningful. that's having an impact on other people's lives. We are we are built to serve. You want to feel like your work matters. On the other side, if you woke up every day and felt like today is going to mean something to somebody, and maybe that's the world, you know, Tim and I want to solve big problems. We want to hit and reach lots of people. Other people may not have that big a mission, but it might just be the 25 closest people to you. But if you woke up and felt like today you're going to do something that's going to matter to them and be meaningful to them and impact their life in a positive way, you're going to show up completely differently for maybe even doing the same task. And so what I'm obsessed about doing is trying to one, uh, get that message out there to people, 
So yeah. if you're not happy right now, it's because you feel like it, nothing that you're doing matters. It's not meaningful to other people. And we usually can't articulate it. It's like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. That this, you know, but it's mattering to somebody else. You need to wake up and feel like your work today will matter to somebody else. And that's a, that's a simple switch. You know, whether you read Build the Serve or, or just find some other way to help somebody else out, it's really hard, I might say impossible, to feel bad, depressed, sad, and help somebody else at the same time. Like when you're yeah, helping yeah, somebody, yeah. you feel great, right? It's like, I just helped out. I did that, right? You might still go down a sad road a little bit later, but but if you, when you're helping somebody and you feel like you matter and that they've seen you and you mean something, it's hard to be really sad and depressed at the same time. And so that's just what I'm trying to flip people through. So built to serve with the book, but um, through all the videos I'm making and content I'm making, just trying to get people to realize that, hey, if you're not happy, it's actually an easy switch. Just find a way to serve and help others. So, so you would say that that is the key to unlocking the momentum that actually keeps you driving, not, not you yourself, but like you've obviously got that going for yourself, but for someone who's stuck on the problem of, I just want, don't know how to, how to serve and I don't know what my purpose is. Once I find out who I want to want to help, is that then the key just to keep doing it, keep helping that, that target group? Yeah. So the target group is, is younger you. I mean, I think this is the key. Like your purpose comes from your pain. Whatever yeah. you struggle the most with as a human is what you want to help other people through. If you think about who you used to be and, and for you, Tim, for me, for Tony Robbins, for everybody, like you, you've been through something. Mm -hmm. For me, it's 19-year-old Evan. I don't know what age was like the low point in your life, but mm -hmm. if, if you think about who you used to be and everybody, audience, think about the, the lowest point in your life. Imagine that person. So imagine 19-year-old Evan looking to Evan today. Everything that I've done and am currently doing feels impossible. If you told 19-year-old Evan what 40-year-old Evan is doing, he would say, there's no way. Like, that's <laughs> not happening. There's no way. And yet I've done it. It's not even a dream or anything else. Like, that's happened. So who you are today is an impossibility compared to who you used to be. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a great theoretical exercise. Awesome. But how it becomes practical is realizing that there are millions of people who today, right now, are who you used to be. They don't have hope. They don't see a way out. They don't think it's possible. And in your story, that represents possibility and hope. It's like, okay, that's easy for you, Tim or Evan or Tony Robbins or whoever. But if it's actually you, like you've been through it. Because people say, you don't know what I've been through. Well, hold on. I have. Like I've come through this road. Right? Yes. And that's where you can go back and help. And I think when people are getting started on this mission, we often look at what other people are doing. You might look at what I'm doing or Tony Robbins or Tim or whoever and you say, man, but look at how good they are and look at how much momentum they've already got. Who am I to say this message? What really helped me at the beginning was I would just imagine me sitting down next to 19-year-old Evan, being able to kind of teleport back to like the worst moment. And if you were sitting next to that younger version of you in their lowest moment, could you say something that would help them? Right? Like, could you say something? Could you, could you give them a message that could help them maybe not believe in the whole thing of where you're going to end up, but could you help them get out of the tiny hole that they're in like just a little bit? And it's always yes. And so that's what you create. That's the message. That's the content. That's the book. That's the video. That's the podcast. Like that's what you create. You're talking to the younger version of you and it may not be 
the same way that Tony Robbins does it or somebody else, but you can talk to younger you in a way that would move them. And there are millions of people who are younger you. So that's, that's the, that's the mission. That's the purpose. And that will never get old. You'll be 150 years old and still loving doing that thing. That's awesome. So, so would you say that's where you find courage? If, if you're someone who is worried or has anxieties around potentially sharing, because I know that one of the parts is around, you know, you've got to step up, you've got to be a leader, you've got to share your story. If you're fearful about that, do you go back to that place where you're just, you imagine yourself sitting down with the young you and you've just got to, you've just got to deliver that advice and you come from that place? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know about you, Tim, but I'm, I'm an introvert. I'm shy. I don't like the camera. I have no need to be famous. And I struggled a lot in getting in front of the camera and, and making videos. Um, it's one of the reasons why it took me five years to get the 7,000 subscribers on my channel. Yeah. All right. The next five years, 7,000 to 2 million. So like, what was the unlock? Well, right. one was recognizing that I want to do difficult things. Forget about even just the mission and the purpose, just Evan Carmichael does difficult things. So the fact that it's difficult, that it's scary, that it's hard, those three trigger words especially are no longer good enough reasons for me to play small. So the fact that I said it means I have to do it. That's I'm scared to do it. If, if that comes out of my mouth or I type it in an email, I've trained the people around, like if you ever hear me say these things, th those three words, scary, difficult, hard, then I have to do it. Not, not do it scared or not do it... Um, what do, what do most people say? Do it, do it, not just do it scared, but what's the line? I, I, I'm, I've flipped it so much. I don't remember what the original line is. Uh, feel the fear and do it anyway. That's it. Yeah. People say feel the fear and do it anyway. And I've switched it to feel the fear and do it because of. Like it's not do it anyway. It's because I was afraid of it. Now I have to go do it. And, and I'm not talking about like jumping from an airplane with no parachute, right? Like, don't be stupid. Great. You're afraid to do that, but that's just stupid. Most of the things we're afraid to do are based off of other people's opinions. You're afraid of putting out a video or a podcast because somebody might listen to it and laugh at you, right? We're not afraid of failure. We're afraid of failing in front of people. You'll sing in the shower, but you won't sing on the street corner, right? It's the... How we, how we look that we're afraid of being judged on. So I made the shift to say, I want to start doing difficult things mm -hmm. to, to create that identity of whether I win or, or I don't, I'm proud of the effort that I put in towards a difficult thing. And that's what I'm celebrating instead of getting the 2 million subscribers or whatever. So that's um, your identity then. That, that. Yeah. I mean, that's, and it's a constant, it's a constant game. Um, even before this, so this is a, uh, we were recording this on a Thursday. Thursday is my public facing day where I do my interviews and everything. Yeah. Um, before going into my first session with somebody, I, I look at my phone in the morning and I look at my calendar and see what's happening. And I, I secretly hope that everybody would cancel. Like, wow, hey, that's the underlying that Tim would cancel and say, Evan, you know what? Uh, connection issues, whatever, or, or <laughs> we don't want you anymore, or whatever. Like, great. Because I still am introverted, am shy, am afraid of disappointing people, don't want to come on anybody's show and 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 be a letdown. Um, and so it's not it's not something that, at least for me, just goes away. I'm still here. Like it, how many years later, still doing it. I think it you just learn coping mechanisms and you learn how to not stay stuck in that mindset. So for me to get out of it was I do difficult things, right? Mm -hmm. Even if I show up 
and and I suck with Tim and I just vomit on the microphone or whatever, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm showing up and I'm doing it. Um, and then the other thing that helps me is service that stop being selfish. It's not even about me. It's about Tim and Tim's audience or I'm going on stage. It's not about me. It's about the people in the audience. Cause I have something that can help them and I need to get it out of me and into them in, in the best way that I can. And some days and some moments, the hard push, like I see the, you do difficult things as the hard push, like stop making excuses. You do hard things go. Cause your brain will find lots of excuses why you can't do the thing. Right. Yep. Tim, I'm, I'm super sick today. I don't know. I don't think I can come on the show or Tim. I kind of lost my voice yesterday and yeah. you'd be understanding this. Hey, no problem. We'll do it in two weeks or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's the hard push. No excuses. You do difficult things. The serve for me is more the hug. It's like, mm -hmm. Hey, it's for, it's for them. It, it's you have a message that means something and you can help change their life. Um, and so in some moments you need the hard push and some moments you need the hug. And I play with both depending on what I, what I need to do. Um, and that gives me the courage to get up and, and come on somebody's show or get up on that stage or make that podcast. That's amazing. So that, that's it. As, you, as your life keeps elevating to new heights, you keep running towards the fear. You just give yourself the hug or the hard push. To, you, you understand what tool you need to make yourself going forward and serving others. So say you're an entrepreneur, say you've started out, say you've, you've clarified who you want to help, why you want to help them, how you want to help them. You're, you're slowly making progress. At what point do you say that you think people should, should jump into it full time or they should start to make that big transition? Because I guess the road is tough. And it's, it, it, as you've just described, it doesn't stop getting tough. It's not about it getting easy at any point. It's just that you're, you're continuing down that road. I think this is more a personality question. I think I think the reason why you have people on both sides of the fence there, some people will say, well, just ease into it. And and as you start making enough money, then you can you can scale back on your job and go full time. And others will say, no, 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 no. You got to burn the boats. You got to go all in. You have to have them no other option. Um, so who's right? Well, they're both right. I think it's a personality question. I think you have to, it's a self-awareness question. Know what works for you. So if you take that to a different context and look at smoking, for example, if you want to quit smoking. Some people have to go cold turkey. And the only way they do it is they like, that's it. I'm done. I'm not, I'm not smoking ever again. Uh, I'll deal with the jitters and the headaches and whatever else comes that I am done and I can't do it again. And other people use Nicorette mm -hmm. or the little patches and the gum and whatever. And like they slowly wean themselves off of the nicotine so that they're not addicted to it anymore. If you give the person who loves cold turkey the Nicorette, they're going to like, that doesn't work for me. It's not going to happen. And same thing, vice versa. Um, so it's understanding your personality style. And, and the way to know that is just look at your previous decisions. When, when have you made growth and progress in your life? Was it because you just decided and then took massive action and, and cut off all other options so you had to do this? So there's a lot of stress and pressure, but that's how you operate. Or is it that you slowly got into it and you took another step and another step and another step and another step, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you should do with the business, <laughs> whichever way. I am much more in the step-by-step -step process. So right. for me, I would say, hey, don't quit your job. Start, start your business on the side. Do it evenings and weekends. Make sure you're showing up every day and doing it. And then when you get enough money to, uh, to quit your day job, not, not money to buy a Lamborghini or whatever, but 
enough to survive. You're paying the internet, you're paying the food bills, right? Enough. To, then you quit so you can go full time. If you can make survival income off of a part time work, imagine what you can make if you're going full time work. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. I like playing for the long game. The idea of being so stressed out that I have to do it within six months before I run out of runway um, doesn't doesn't work for me. Um, but it doesn't work for me. For someone else, that may be the greatest advice ever because they've tried and st- started and stopped and they can't stay consistent and they're too, they have no energy coming back from their work. And, and the only way they, they do anything is when there's literally a gun up against their heads that you have to do this now, you have no option, right? Yeah. So I think that's a personality question and everybody in your audience should ask themselves that question um, before making any kind of like this sort of business decision. But that's a pattern that will repeat in all your major decisions in your life. Yeah, so they've almost got to look within and and understand themselves and see how they make decisions and then apply that to how they would best go about making a business. I guess I guess the coolest thing as well is is, is that your kind of purpose is is all around believe and and my motto and mantra has always been believe it is possible. So that's why I'm I'm so connected to what you're you're doing. Nice. It's just so invigorating to have that as a kind of a foundation because. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like you're playing from this anything is possible mindset. But I think one thing that you touch upon really, really deeply and is at the core of, of a lot of the things that you do is, is self-confidence and bringing that through someone and really trying to push that in some when When you're, I guess, 19 and you're trying to make decisions and, and it's, right, do I go to university or do I follow my passion? I'm really good at this sport. I'm really good at this 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 talent that I've got and I want to share it, which way do you go and how do you dig into self-confidence around that? Well, I, th- I think big decisions in life with your heart and small ones with the head. So any big decision that you need to make, if you are starting to make a list of pros and cons, you've already lost. Your head is designed to keep you small. Your, your, head, is, your head understands a world that currently exists. Your heart can create something brand new your big dream doesn't make sense. The, the dream life that you want for yourself, the impact that you want to have that your heart wants to create does not make sense. It doesn't make sense. You didn't go to school for this. You don't have enough money to do this. You don't have the resources and background and your family doesn't have the connections. Like all of those are logical, valid reasons that your head will come up with. But your heart wants to go do it. Yeah. And so the big decisions in life have to be made with your heart. And then, and then you use your head to figure out how to do it. It's like, okay, shut up head. I'm doing this. I'm launching my podcast. Right. Yeah. Cause this is where people sit. Like I'm going to launch a podcast. Great. And then immediately your head's like, Oh, you can't do that. I mean, who, who's going to want to be on your show and what questions are you going to ask? And, and you don't have time for this. And what gear are you supposed to use? And look at all these great pods. It's too late to start a podcast. All of the things that, Go through everybody's head when they're first thinking about starting the podcast, right? But then your heart's like, no, shut up. I'm doing this. I'm going to make my podcast. And then you use your head to say, okay, well, he's serious. So, okay, if we had to do a podcast, what would we do? And now your head's working for you instead of against you. So your heart has to make those big decisions in life. And then you, you bring your head along with you, but the head's not in control. It can't be. Not if you want to have a great life because your head's designed to keep you safe. That's so massive and super powerful what you just said. That that goes back to what you were saying about when you were looking at, you know, if you look at your younger you, what you're doing now seems impossible. But because, yeah, it does. Yeah, 
but then having the heart operating, leading you forward and using that tactic of the head to kind of sharpen the saw and to make the decisions around how you get it, get it done. I love that. That's, that goes really, really deep. Yeah. That's, that's really, really, uh, really awesome. Um, so I guess the next part is when you're set up, you've got your business making money. Yes. It's about giving the value and you've got the content and you're, you're putting it out there, but money is a big topic and people will, I guess, worry about, can they survive? Can they make the money? Can they, can they hit it big? Yeah. I mean, it's partly why I wrote built to serve. Like the last section is about how to make money because I initially started it with just built to serve, which mm -hmm. is figuring out what your purpose is, right? Your who, why, how your most important core value, your purpose and your passions. And I thought that's it. Like teach people that and, and they have the runway to go, but I ended up meeting so many people who are super passionate, super heart driven, and then just afraid to charge, afraid to turn into a business. Mm. And what ends up happening is you end up working your business in the evenings and weekends. It's never really a business. It's just really a passion in the evenings and weekends. And then you go to some job that you hate nine to five and it never becomes anything. It's just this fulfilling hobby of yours. Where imagine if you could quit your job, do it full time, have a team of people helping you, the, the reach you can have. My reach with my 30 plus people on my team, I can have a much bigger impact than if I'm just Evan part time evenings and weekends while working a job that I hate. Um, I don't think people grow up with a healthy perspective of money. I, I don't think almost anybody does. I think there's two camps. You got the people who think money is everything. And the next person that walks into my store, that's my next suit. That's my next purse. That's my next pair of shoes. If I get five more clients, that's my next car or whatever, right? That's like just only money. Mm -hmm. And then others who say money is the root of all you know, yeah, evil. evil. That, that money is bad. Mm -hmm. And it's actually the love of money is the root of all evil. But people shorten it to uh, money is the root of all evil. And it's not either. Money is super important. Money is a tool. Mm. Even if you're a charity, you need money or you won't be around. So what I like to say is money has to be in your top five. If you're an entrepreneur and money is not in your top five, you're not making money and you're not going to have a business, but it just can't be number one. There's got to be something ahead. So you have to learn to make money, but it just can't be number one. And this is, this is the, the, the balance because yes, you have to make money as an entrepreneur, but how does it fit with doing good? Well, it, both, but it's, it's prioritizing. Mm -hmm. So we're on a mission. You're trying to accomplish something. And in the process of giving value to people and helping them, you get paid to do it. Mm -hmm. Making money is not the only reason why you're doing it, but it has to be a part of what you're doing. Otherwise you actually cheat your mission. If you don't learn how to make money, you're not going to have the impact and reach as many people as you're capable of. Yeah, so that's why the, the whole last section in, in the book is about here's how you need to make money and the process to do it. Because I want I want more great heartfelt entrepreneurs out there making money and having a giant impact. It means a lot to me. Driving. Yeah, that's amazing. So in terms of which part of the process do you think people struggle with most? Is it getting going or is it, you know, is it the persistence? Because I remember you saying that you, you know, first 350 videos on YouTube you know, you felt uncomfortable, it wasn't right. And then, and then it took you that many videos to get to a certain point. Uh, do people drop off before that? And is that, 
a reflection of them not wanting it enough or not having the right purpose? Or is there another pain point that people are struggling with? Um, I think people struggle more with getting started than the consistency, but I think they both stem from the same thing. They both stem from a lack of confidence and an insecurity, both of them. Um, so you, if you started and stopped, it's because you're looking at your first video or your first product or your first whatever is whatever it is you're making um, and say, ah, it's not very good. You know, it's still your head getting in the way. So um, I've got a, a program called Movement Makers where I work with people twice a month and we do live coaching in a group setting. And a lot of them are working on YouTube channels and making videos. And I we just started a new challenge of you have to make 100 videos before you judge yourself. You can't quit until you've done 100 videos. And, and then apply that to anything. 100 podcast episodes, 100 posts on Instagram, 100 whatever. Because you make one and you immediately judge it and say, this sucks. And, and this sucks then becomes I suck. And you want to feel like you suck. So then you abandon it and go do something else where you feel like you can be good at it. So you're not allowed to judge. You can, you can critique it. You can come up with ways to make it better. But you're not allowed to say, I suck until you get 100 videos in. Okay. If you do 100 videos and 100th is just as bad as the first, okay, maybe then it's not for you. Like maybe you suck at this thing. We'll, 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 but, but get to 100 first. And, and I've, I've never seen it, right? Like you just, you just get better at it. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that goal or that permission to just make 100 of X, I find really works to just get the ball rolling, especially in a group environment when you're doing it with a bunch of other people who are all on their challenge together and they're collaborating. Um, it keeps people a lot more motivated because you're by yourself. Like, you feel like that's makes, a little bit like a mastermind then, just having that group. Or yeah, that I mean, I think so. Movement Makers, this is my group specifically, but Movement Makers is me training every two weeks. They pick the topics and then and then there's challenges and stuff inside, like the 100 video challenge. So yes, they learn from each other, but it's more like coming, I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach. And mm -hmm. then we have the, the community aspect. But a big problem for a lot of people, probably for a lot of your, your audience is, you're probably the most ambitious person in your circle. Mm -hmm. You're probably the one giving love, energy, light, and a push to the people around you. They're coming to you to say, Tim, how do I do this? Like, Tim, what am I? And you're giving them so much love. And, and you like that. But who's pushing you to say, Tim, come on, man, like, let's go. You could do better than this. Not in a negative way, not in a like, not in a pushing you down to say, Tim, just give up on this podcasting thing. Like, just stop, right? You might have, maybe you don't, but people have those negative people in their life. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a loving push, but forward. It's like, Tim, dude, what are we doing? Like, we got to double our output. Where do we want to be next year? Come on. Like, most people don't have that. Yeah, and most people list who are listening to a show like this are already the most ambitious person. They're that person for other people. So, so being around um, people in a group like Movement Makers, or if it's if it's a show like this, like if listening to Tim is a thing that gets you feeling ready to go and motivated, then then listen to his back catalog and his other videos, and subscribe so you can listen to more videos and episodes. Um, I think it's super important. You don't have to do this alone. And to find your tribe of people who, who even if you're not the leader of it, I think it's great to be a, a, not a follower, but um, a part of a community. So it's not always on you to carry everything forward that you can just be and also get pushed by people who are more experienced than you at the thing that you want to get better at. Right. If you had that, 
you had that tribe and then you look back a year later, it's like, man, I grew so much from that experience. Um, anyway, so I, I mean, I know we're at time, but I'm always trying to find different ways and, and it's awesome being on your show here too. Cause it's another, it's another chance to plant a seed and spread the message a little bit more. Um, cause I think all of us are built to serve. Evan, it's been phenomenal having you on the show. Thank you so, so much for coming on and for sharing your wisdom. Where can people find out more about you? Um, if you want the book, Amazon's probably the easiest spot. Built to Serve has a purple cover on it. Looks like that. Um, otherwise, wherever. Uh, I'm, I'm probably hanging out where you're hanging out. YouTube, Instagram, you know, you can look me up. You'll find me there. Amazing, dude. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tim. Thanks for the love, man. Really appreciate it, man. Awesome, awesome stuff. Good luck. Good luck with the show and, and thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. Cheers, Evan. All right. Cheers. Thanks. Bye.